Oh man, this is so weird. I never started the podcast. I should. <laughs> I never started the show. I don't even know what to say right now. Hey everybody, uh, this is Rick and Jose. <laughs> Wait, this is so weird. This, this is, is so, so weird, weird, right? This is so weird. I'm gonna keep this in. Um, so we've taken a few weeks off, unexpected. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I got a little stressed out, and uh, I didn't get any episodes out. So we are coming back. We have another episode. Uh, coming out next week, July 11th, and then the week after that, we've already pre-recorded, so there's no excuse. Yeah. Um. But in honor of July 4th, our Independence Day. Uh, Where's our independence from, Rick? The f- British. Yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> A year later, he he gets it. Remember, this is America. <laughs> uh, we're releasing our episode from technically July 5th last year, and we're going to replay it on July 4th. Because it was so good. It was pretty good, especially since I made a gigantic fool of myself. It was worth it. I don't really remember what else happened on that episode. Anyways, enjoy enjoy this re-release. We don't often do this, uh, but we'll be back next week with uh, some fresh content. Yep. yep. See y'all later. Happy 4th of July. The British. So it doesn't matter. Okay. I don't care. I just say happy whatever. early birthday. I say whatever I want. <laughs> I make stuff up. This is what having a podcast is all about. We should see if someone fact checks stuff. us. Fact check. Fast check. Fast check. Facts check. Do you want to fast check us? <laughs> fast check. Fast check. Okay. Hi and welcome to it's going to get stupid. I'm Jose. Mime Jose? Mime Jose. Mime Richard. Mime. And we're going to mime for you for the next 45 this minutes. This is our mime so episode. Welcome to the silence. No, welcome to your favorite pop culture podcast about uh, stupid things, uh, movies mainly, because we watch a lot of movies. We don't have time for anything else. Yeah, we don't have time for like I mean, video else. games. Hey, you know what though? You know what yesterday was? It was 4th of July. It was. <laughs> This is America. I don't even know if you heard that. That's probably that was terrible. That's bad, <laughs> bad on my part. Um, so, in 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 honor of yesterday being Fourth of July, um, the the you know what, Rick? Do you know what the Fourth of July is? Let's we, test your history. <laughs> Why would you do this to this me? Because right I'm now on, the spot. on a microphone. This is great. It's when we celebrate America's independence from the French. No, no. Did you really? Did you, <laughs> I don't want to put this in the show. H-I-S-D. Really? You don't no. want to put this too late. It's no. done. You can't not going to edit it. H-I-S-D, everybody. <laughs> no, why would I say the French? I don't it know. It's, obviously, it's the British, bro. Yeah. The British. That's okay. Don't worry about yeah. it. He maybe. Well, it's maybe. The, I really don't want to put you, that you in You want to start show? over? Oh you want to start over? Do you want to start No. Over? <laughs> <sighs> this is great. I'm sorry, guys. I've had a rough couple of weeks, and I'm not thinking clearly right now, and I really don't know why I said the <laughs> Who French. Who that would produce so much gold? <laughs> A simple question about Fourth of July. I really don't know why I said the French. I really don't. You know know what? You know. Have you ever watched those uh, Kimmel, Kimmel on the street? Yeah, and I feel really stupid. Now I understand why people say the wrong thing. Really stupid. Don't feel stupid. It's okay. I'm pretty sure the French were in there somewhere. (laughs) I think they were actually helping. Anyway, um, (laughs) Fourth of July. So it is a time of barbecues, of popping off fireworks outside to mimic the. Scores of dead soldiers that happened of as answering a- questions that you should know the answers to, <laughs> and just really making a big fool of yourself on a podcast that you edit and record, <laughs> and that he won't edit it out. And maybe you I know won't. what you should, you should do? You should record yourself saying British and just interject it in there. 
I'm really sorry, guys. I feel embarrassed by he's that. So emba- he's just, he, Rick is so embarrassed right now, but he has no, no reason to be. I might have got that question wrong. So no, you wouldn't have. Nope. That, oh, it's okay. it, it chalks it up for me. <laughs> so anyway, you know what else? It's you know what else Fourth July is good for Rick? Watching movies, of course, right? Yeah, because so apparently I didn't <laughs> read any books. You're not gonna read any books. <laughs> so um, I got this website, and it's like the ten films that represent the American dream, right? Because we've come a long way. From I'm not gonna tell you the 1776. Anyway, <laughs> I knew that date. <laughs> um, from you know gaining your independence. Oh my gosh! From the British <laughs> or the French, wherever you want to say. <laughs> oh. Um, and you know now we have this thing called the American Dream, which is it used to be like white picket fences and uh, 3.5 dogs or something like that, or 2.5 kids. I couldn't even how afford you, to put you, white picket fences in my lawn right now. <laughs> How do you have half a kid? What? I don't know. <laughs> and a dog and two car garages and all this. And uh, what I don't know what American Dream means to you guys, um, but here's 10 movies we're going to discuss that uh, are portraying the American Dream. The first one is Pleasantville. Rick, have you seen Pleasantville before? I've seen clips of it. I know kind of the premise of it, but I don't know the full story. So why don't you tell me about it, So it's about these um, twins, uh, David and Jennifer, and they go back to uh, the 1950s America. They're from like the 90s, and it's, um, what's her name, man? Uh, Um, Reese Witherspoon? Reese Witherspoon in Spider-Man. Peter Parker. It's Peter Parker. No, it's Peter Parker. Anyway, Peter Parker goes back in time. And anyway, they go to this idyllic town called Pleasantville, and as they try to get back home, they change the town and they start a sexual revolution with the teens. And it's funny because it starts out in black and white when they're in the Is town. That really, what it's yeah, about? Yeah, it's really what it's about. And it and it eventually turns into Technicolor as the show goes on. Um, but the town th- that they're in, the Pleasantville, is that idyllic Americana town with the white picket fences, the two point four children. How do you have point four children um, and a car in every garage? Are you videotaping me? No. What are you doing? I was posting on social media. Uh, is, I'm confused. This is a oh new thing gosh. that's going on. So anyway, the American dream there is is not. It just shows you how um, that is a dream, right? The American dream that we think that we should have now is not white picket fences. Do you? No. You can't even afford a white picket no. fence. I, I, you know, I have like seven children. Um, you know, the American dream isn't something that is cookie cutter for everybody, not right? And it should be something that's attainable for everybody. I'm not trying to get on my soapbox here. Um, but Pleasantville just kind of exposed that, and that's what the kids were doing when they exposed it. It's actually a very good movie. Um, I advise everyone to watch it. So anyway, let's go on to the next one, The Social Network. Social Network, yes. Do you think that that is a picture of the American dream? I feel like it, it's, and I, I think what we'll discover as we start like breaking down these uh, these movies is that all of these movies kind of represent different facets of the American dream, or different perspective of what the mm-hmm. American dream is, right? And so I feel like, you know, Pleasantville is more kind of like, you know, social freedom, right? Whereas social network is about monetary freedom, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's about doing whatever you can to be fully in charge of your destiny from like a financial or power sense, yeah, right? Because that's what the 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 portrayal of Mark Zuckerberg. That's kind of what it is, right? Like, so if you've never seen the Social Network, it is about uh, how. Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook. Yeah. It's a very good movie. And from, you know, starting off in his college dorm to where it was kind of like a like a rate your friend like rate rate people kind of website. Hot or not? Yeah. <laughs> uh 
off to you know where we saw where did it end what year was it it was like 2010 yeah up to that era of facebook and just the the lives that were you know the businesses that were started off of it you know the lives that were affected by it and just the turmoil that this desire for one man to have a seat at the table Mm-hmm. as as he would probably put it um what it took for him to get there and you know the I'm, wreckage he left behind you know who i'm most sad about in this whole facebook debacle tom <laughs> tom from myspace he's still in that tom college from MySpace. he's still in the door he's probably he's researching about he's how so the americans right now. fought the french <laughs> and <laughs> that's why that's why you, you know what that is why tom didn't succeed is because he thought it was the americans and the french that's why he failed out. They asked him the question. He said, I don't know. It's like, look, Facebook's going to win now, bro. But I feel bad for Tom because he had a thing. MySpace was the jam. And then uh, Facebook came in and just like railroaded it. Just like destroyed it. Yeah. But it, I mean, it shows you that, you know, in America, with one idea that you might possibly have stolen from somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> you can turn into a multi-billion dollar company um, yeah. if you can crush some and people. And control everyone's the, data. And if you can crush them in the process. Right. And I think, you know, so it, it's interesting. We talk about Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, this thing about him giving out people's data and everything. I, I really feel like it. he doesn't know anything. I mean, and in the sense of like, or he doesn't care, like in a way, you know what I mean? Right. Like he's he's trying to invent new things and do new things and, and do all this. And they're talking about data is getting compromised. Like, well, people are signing up for this and not paying attention. So. Right. Yeah, their dad is getting compromised. And I think he's he's still in that mindset, right? Like where he's still trying to justify that he has a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he still has he he's still a member of this conversation where he's like he's steering where society and where culture is going. Oh yeah. Right? Even from from a technological standpoint, from a social standpoint, everything, even like business, right? I mean, how many businesses are built just on posting on Facebook. Oh yeah, there's right? businesses every day that they don't have a website at all. They just put everything on Facebook. Right. Which used to, I mean, even just like a couple of years ago was like, uh, you don't have a website. You really should. Now it's like, you don't need a website. You, I mean, Rick would beg to but differ. But you do. Rick would beg to differ. But, but you do. Some businesses say, I don't need a website. I can do everything on Facebook and get the same amount of traffic. Of course, Facebook owns your data, but whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's you know, and of course it's Fincher. So Fincher's great. Um, did a great job of of mixing a little bit of truth with probably some fiction in there, right? Yep. I think, but the story seems very plausible in today's economy. Like yep. this is the way things get done, right? You have an idea, someone has a similar idea, you kind of work their idea out to nothing, right? And you win, right? right? And then you have your friends, you get money from wherever you can, and then you just kind of like take as much control as you can, as quick as you can, right? And when people disagree with you. You just boot them off the island, dude. That's yeah. really what it is to succeed. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah. that's that's the way American business runs. So. Yeah, and it's crazy like how far this has stemmed out because it's, Facebook isn't just Facebook anymore, right? Like they have they have their own programming languages. Like there's one called React that really? is JavaScript based that powers a lot of the websites you use. Um, that Facebook wrote this this framework or library to use. It's, mm-hmm. it's a framework. They wrote it. They've open sourced it, and now like you can build websites, you can build mobile apps, and everything based off of this framework. 
that so that it worked better with Facebook. Is that no, like they just wrote it because it was what they needed to do it. But like that's how far like this is. Oh wow, this is branching out. Anyways, Crazy. All, so yes, all from a little dorm room. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I do think this movie definitely illustrates one example of like the American dream. So another movie on this list. It's the top 10 movies that best represent the American dream by this culture trip website. I've never heard of in my life. Um, it's called Google search. Google search. Um, an American tale. Yes. Five does not go West in this one. Oh, it actually <laughs> does. I mean, it goes to America. Uh, yeah. Uh, so if you've never seen American tales, animated film, um, amazing. In the, it's in the, about in the mouse. 80s about a family, Mouskowitz family yes. from Poland. Not Mickey. Who immigrate, 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 immigrate illegally. Over to America. I mean, they hitch right on a boat. I mean, you know, it's not like they're getting uh, tagged and, and everything. And so Fievel, who's the youngest, gets separated. And they're 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 leaving um, Poland because the cats are crazy yeah. over there. And there's all this turmoil. Anyway. And so they're on the ship. Very... <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a lot. It's actually a really deep movie you for should, children. You should watch this movie yeah. today, everybody. <laughs> It might help you understand some things. Um, so anyway, Fievel gets separated from his family in America, and he has to try to get back to there. In on a shipwreck. On a shipwreck, the, yeah. the, There's a shipwreck, and they get separated, and they kind of lose track of each other. Yeah. And they, there's a rumor um, that there's no cats in America. Yeah. But there are cats there's in America. There's a song about it. Yeah, there's no cats in America. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> so I mean, it, you know, it's, it's interesting because especially now with this with – this, the immigration we have in our country and, and even like the migrant crisis from Syria, yeah. you just see this play out a lot in our, in our world now where people are trying to go for a better life thinking that this place is the best place and it might be better, but it still has negative aspects. It still has its own problems. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he, come, <laughs> he comes here and, uh, you know, it's the whole thing is, is about the American dream that is sold to people that aren't from America. Interesting story. I went to um, Jamaica on a. Well, I was on a cruise, and so I went to Jamaica, and I was talking to our tour driver, and she was telling me she's like, "Yeah, ever, I want to go to America. Everybody wants to go to America." I'm like, "I'm looking around in Jamaica, and I'm like, I want to live in Jamaica. Right? right? I don't know anything yeah. about the politics or the culture. Like, I know a little bit of the culture from my scene, but I know nothing about the economy. I know nothing about Jamaica other than right. it is gorgeous, right? And people seem like." They're hustling, but they don't seem like they're having that bad of a time. And now I know it's you know it's not the greatest place to live. Right. But um, she was talking about her sister who was well off. She was like a hotel manager. She's like he ran a hotel in Jamaica, and she moved to America because she wanted to live here. And now she lives like in a smaller like she and she had a nice big house in Jamaica. Yeah. And now she lives in a really small apartment, like it's one bedroom, yeah. a studio, and she's a maid at a hotel in New York. And she loves it. And I'm just like, why would you want to come here thinking that America is this place where all your dreams are going to come true and you're going to have everything you wanted when you already have everything where you're at, you know? And so it's not like people fleeing violence. And sometimes it's people just thinking America has more and there's more opportunity. And I guess there is more opportunity, but it just seems really hard to get, you know. I, I would definitely agree that there is more opportunity. There, There's more opportunity to kind of find the lane that you want to get into, right? Like you can try this lane out for a little bit. You can try this one, you, can, you know, you can switch, change lanes change, as it would. Changing lanes <laughs> if you want. Um, whereas I feel like what happens in a, a lot of these other countries is it, it gets, this is the path you're going to take, 
right? And I feel yeah. like, and I feel like definitely America was like that at one point, right? Like if your if your father was in a trade or your mother was in a trade, like ideally that was the same trade that you were going to be in, in like as you as you grew up. If your if your parents are farmers, you're likely going to be a farmer, right? But now it's like we just kind of do where you know we have the opportunities to do what we feel like we're. Uh, we have passion for. I guess you have more choices. This is the biggest thing, right? Yeah. Your choices are limited where you're from, coming from, so you move here to have more choice. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, American Tale is a great movie. It's a fantastic it's so deep. movie. I mean, it really is so deep. It still holds up. And it does hold up. I watch it all the time. My kids watch it. It is amazingly good. Good songs. Yes, good songs. Um, another movie, The Pursuit of Happiness. I never saw this one. So this was, it was a, super sad. It was a Will Smith movie, um, and it's based on a true story about a guy, uh, Christopher Gardner, who he invests in these um, medical devices. Like it's an expensive, some medical is trying to sell it to these people, um, and it, it doesn't offer a great benefit. It's basically like he got he got into um, you know a, a money trap, right? Okay. He's like, okay, this is a great deal. Someone sold him on this idea that, hey, you can go sell these things and they will sell like hotcakes, right? So he bought all the inventory and tries to go sell them and he's out hustling with this big old thing and it's not working out. When I was in high school, yes, I almost got a job selling knives door to door. Cutco knives, yes. right? Cutco. I wasn't going to say that, but... I'll say it, whatever. Um, and the reason why I didn't is because you had to pony up like $300 for the initial set of knives so that you could go sell them. You know who did pony up that money? Yes. For my wife? Yes. I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> and that's uh, it's interesting about selling. Like, you have to tell your... You have to go sell to your family first. Oh, 100%. So you have to go to everybody in your family and be like, hey, can I do this pitch for these knives? No. And they're like, eh, and they they're, they they may be nice. And then they're, they're supposed to... You're supposed to get 10... Like, you have this sheet that you're supposed to give to them and say, can you write 10 people down that you'd want to hear about this so I can bother them about this stupid knife thing? Yeah. And then you go and talk to those 10 people. And so, you know, I think Julie had talked to someone else that was doing it, but they had a different network. They have a bigger network, yeah. you know, and a richer network. And so they were making all this money because there was, you know, their mom was telling this other lady who's rich and like, oh, she'll buy a bunch of knives from you. Right. When my family's like, yeah, $800 for a set of knives? No, nah, I'm good. No. I'm good. Good. Um, Got the set from Walmart. Yeah, right. And they don't. Nineteen ninety five. Well, we still have our Cutco knives, actually. The knives I use, I bought from Walgreens. I'm just saying, I still have them. Like twenty years later, almost. Um, so anyway, it's hard to sell, and he's um, forced. He finally can't pay his rent. His wife leaves him, and he's on the street, and he has a son. And so he decided to um, take a job as a stockbroker, but it's a it's like a program he takes, and it's it doesn't get any money at all he has to do the training and try to sell these silly devices and everything so basically he's homeless penniless trying to sell these things while trying to become a stockbroker and he eventually does become a stockbroker and makes a lot of money and so it's just talking about what we do for the american dream that you know if you put in effort sacrifice and sacrifice that you can achieve things right and it's interesting because that's true but it's also not true no it's it it it, it's great when that works out. Yeah, but right? it doesn't always work it out. It doesn't always work out. Yeah. Sometimes it, it'll blow up in your face and there's no way to recover from it. But yeah, it's definitely great when it actually does work out. But it's interesting how the American dream is so enticing of like, and it's money, right? It's money yeah. stability, right? right. You, can, you can get what you want if you do this and you sacrifice certain things. And all these stories are great, you know, to hear about. But I think about 
you know, my faith and how I don't concern myself with making more money. Right. And so I'm able to just be content with where I'm at. So my American dream is wherever I'm at. Like, I'm just content with what it is. Right. And it's hard to stay that way. Yeah. Because everything, our advertising, our society, everything wants us to be more all right. the time. All the time. And there's this dream of more. Because that's the thing is that when you become, you know, he went from being homeless and I'm pretty sure he's a great guy. It's nothing about the person, right? Um, he went from being homeless to being a stockbroker. But then what's after that? It's got to be something more, right? Because yeah. you have to desire like the people more. people that win the lottery. Yeah. Um, the next movie is Great Gatsby, but I didn't watch that movie. And neither did Rick. Neither did I. And I also didn't read the book. I didn't read the book either. I may have read. I actually may have read the book. I did not. But I don't even know what it's about. F. Scott Fitzgerald is great. It's supposed to be a great novel. I really don't care. But you know what? Send us an email. Just tell <laughs> us how... You know what? Maybe that's why you don't know who won. No. <laughs> who won okay. the Bennett's Rome. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing, guys. I don't test well. I never have. I so never will. That was like will. a test question. It was. It was a test question. You put me on the spot, and I don't test well. I got an 1160 on my SATs, which is like just average, and you know. This isn't a good day for me, guys. Are you really stressed? Are you stressed about this whole day? It's not a big deal. Um, anyway, it's so, kind of a big deal. So send us an email at it's going to get stupid at gmail.com if you want to tell us what the Great Gatsby is about. Or at Twitter at IGTGS show. Or Facebook, Facebook.com slash it's going to get stupid. And on Instagram at it's going to get stupid. Or on our website, www.itsgoingtogetstupid.com. You can drop us a line and say, hey, this is what The Great Gatsby about. Or don't even watch it. It's garbage. It does have Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Um, Please I'm, keep your comments about me nice. I'm, also I'm gonna, a fragile person. I'm also going to skip Mr. Smith Goes to Washington because, again, we have not seen this movie. Didn't watch it. It's You know what? I can't. It's a, I'm looking at the trailer. It's in black and white. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. I don't. Maybe I'm just like one of those millennials because I'm on the cusp of millennial. No, I, I, I would say... I'm what's it what's the dude's name in it I don't even know he was in um Stuart French Stuart is that yes it's French Stuart <laughs> French Stuart from Third Rock from the Sun <laughs> was in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington I still feel like I made the more foolish statement today actually no I know I made the more foolish statement today because <laughs> half both about the Half of our audience doesn't even know who French Stewart is. Oh, man. French, if you don't know who French Stewart is, go watch The Rock from the Sun. You're in for Jimmy Stewart. I'm not a huge fan of Jimmy Stewart's movies. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen a Jimmy Stewart. It's a Wonderful Life is another one, right? Yes. I've never watched that one either. I don't watch a lot of old movies. Um, Forrest Gump. Let's go to that one because everybody loves Forrest Gump. Everyone does. Like Um, every single person loves Forrest Gump. I know. If you don't like Forrest Gump, I don't know what's wrong with you. But see... And and if I don't even think we should talk about it. I mean, it's basically about a man who has a, a low IQ yeah. and does all this wonderful, amazing things. Like he's yes. a war hero, ping pong player, and he's just awesome and amazing. And it's talking in here. It's like, oh, bravery, determination, love. You can achieve happiness regardless of challenge you face. No, it's just about a guy bumbling through life and st- good stuff just happens, happens to him. Stance. Yeah, like it's a little happenstance. Um, but he has a good heart. Yes. He has a good heart. Yes. Um, but I think that. It is kind of the American dream, right? And it talks about it because you bumble through life. You do. And I think the great thing about this story is that he's 
he's bumbling through life and he's trying to do the right things. He he's looking at life through a logical this is right, this is wrong kind of deal and trying constantly to stay in the this is right lane. Oh yeah. And he does that successfully and everything works out. And I guess it is something to say of like if you put good into the world or you know put a good into what you're doing right you will receive good he's because, not manipulating situations no, not, not at he's, all in yeah. fact like so there's a part in the movie where he wins all that money he gets or he something what does he, he invested do? in apple well before that oh no that's what it was so he invested yeah. in apple and he, he made company. all he made all the money yeah and then he decides to give it to um what do you call it? A uh, Bobby Boucher. What's not Bobby Boucher? Uh, what's the Lieutenant dude? The Bubba. Dan? Bubba. He, yeah, Bubba's Bubba. mom. Yeah, yeah. He gives it to Bubba's mom. Yeah. And she's like, what? You know, like, why would you? Because he didn't have to do yeah. that. In fact, like when he takes his ping pong playing money and goes to buy the shrimp boat, he makes her a partner. And he didn't have to do it either. But he right. promised this guy before he died right. that he would do that. And he honors his word. So he has a man of integrity. Um, probably because his IQ is lower. He doesn't think I can get it. Oh, I mean, but think about it. Right. Like. We're, we we tout ourselves as so intelligent that we think we can win over other people. Exactly. That's the problem. Like if we were just a little dumber, we would just see things black and white. If and we be like, operated in a, in a in if a, we operated simpler, yeah. right? That's what it really is. And he's yeah. not dumb. He's a simple man, which is what it is. And so if we operated simply, this is right and this is wrong. I know there would be challenges, right? I get sure. that there's, there's things. It wasn't that he didn't face adversity. Yeah. It's just that he found a way to move past it mm-hmm. and to break through that adversity by using this logic of this is right, this is wrong, exactly. this is what I should do, this is what I shouldn't do, or this is what this person should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing, and acting on when he saw some things that were wrong. Injustice, right? right? Try to fix injustice. So I think it is the American dream because this is what we should really be striving for, right? right? Is to be simple and things are black and white and there's there's wrong and there's right, right. and we should right wrongs and not do the wrong things. Right. We know the things that are wrong to do and we right. shouldn't do them. So yeah, Forrest Gump, it's a great movie. Uh, it is. Tom Hanks, amazing. Zemeckis is the director and also Haley Joel Osment was in it as uh, Little Forrest. That was him? That was Haley Joel Osment, Little Forrest. And Sally Fields as Forrest's mom. Yep. And uh, Robin Wright Penn as uh, Jenny. Yep. Jenny. Gary Sinise as Lieutenant Gary Dan. Gary Sinise as Lieutenant Dan, man. With his space legs. Um, so another movie that they say on here is Little Miss Sunshine. I have not seen Little Miss Sunshine. Rick gave me dirty looks when I said that I hadn't seen this movie. I was just movie. surprised that you haven't seen this movie. It's a it's a it's like an indie classic that became a mainstream indie movie so what is the movie about Rick? so this movie's about it's definitely about i think life falling apart and um you know from it, it's per, it's it's about life from a different perspective to where you have um you have the main character who is oh i can't remember his name he was on talk soup uh greg kinnear mm-hmm. uh he plays this kind of motivational speaker uh that he's trying to go on tour he's trying to write books and he can't get anyone to listen to him. Um, his wife, I want to say she's, I think she's a nurse or something. Um, and she's just trying to be supportive. She's trying to support him. She's trying to like do what she can to help him fulfill his dream, mm-hmm. like run the family. They have a son who is basically a nihilist who believes in nothing, but he oddly has this strange dream that he's going to be able to join the Air Force. 
Um, they have uh, a grandfather who's an ex-war veteran or who is a war veteran and who's addicted to drugs. And, uh, you know, he's he's probably not going to be living much longer. Um, and then you have... Um, what's his face from The Office? Why am I... Michael Scott. Uh, uh, dang it. I just had his name. <laughs> I almost said Greg Kinnear again. <laughs> I, at least I didn't say French Stewart. Steve Carroll. <laughs> Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Steve Carell. I don't know who Steve Carroll is. <laughs> I don't know. Steve Carell, who plays this professor um, who just his his boyfriend breaks up with him to go and so he's uh he's a professor in a very specific subject and his boyfriend breaks up with him to date the number two guy in the subject oh wow and so he feels completely dejected so he's right? he the number one guy yeah he's like the number one or he should be the number one and he gets broken up with so that this guy can go date the number two guy sure. really odd situation and then they have this daughter who who uh she's very young at the Abigail time Breslin. yes one of her first things if not her, the first movie she ever did who just wants she's just a, a she's a beam of sunshine she just she she has this delightful sense of what the world is and everything and the premise of the movie is like everyone has kind of hit rock bottom and they decide to drive kind of across the country uh, i want to say in their vw bus to get her to a pageant like a like a a, a, beauty, a, a beauty, beauty pageant, pageant. right <laughs> and she's not the prettiest girl like she's kind of you know she she hasn't grown into her she hasn't matured or anything like that because she's a little kid and she's very confident in herself but from the outside looking in like outsiders wouldn't think that you know she's going to win a beauty pageant right yeah and so there's a long story like they there's a lot of like you know shenanigans that happen while they're on this road trip shenanigans shenanigans uh, do you want me to say what the end is because it's kind of funny uh yes go ahead spoil the movie okay so towards the end they get to the beauty pageant she she does the all the activities and at the end of it um when they don't think she's gonna win she starts to do a very provocative dance that her grandfather taught her who just recently died to super freak <laughs> and like she's just like all the other pageant moms are like freaking out and the whole family, like the family is like, I don't like none of them knew what the grandfather was teaching her the entire movie. Right. And so like you see this very provocative, provocative dance at the very end of it. And it's just like, no one knows what's happening. And then finally it's kind of like after you hit rock bottom, you have that moment when you realize like, whatever, like I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm tired, do what I'm I tired do. of trying to fight against this, this notion to move forward the entire family goes up and starts dancing with oh her. wow instead of like trying to get her off stage like yeah. you're embarrassing us or you're embarrassing yourself they just kind of they just it. let go they embrace it and so i feel like it's a good depiction of like what the did american she, dream wait, is did she win uh i want to say she does oh yeah it's a happy ending. i'll have to watch it again um it's a good depiction because i feel like in a lot of these movies you get you don't get like you get people who are kind of like normal right Mm -hmm. and these are not your normal people very quirky very very... quirky very they have their they have each one of them has their own hang-ups right you're just gonna kick the mic over keep kicking the stupid mic (laughs) um you you have all these hang-ups you have you know at one point uh abigail breslin is uh who her brother is played by um paul dano 
mm-hmm. and he's the nihilist and he he she's like playing with him and they have these um uh color blindness test cards right where like you have like a, a pattern of dots and inside the dots you'll see like a number or a letter and it's just a different color right and so if you can't make out what the number is it means probably like you're colorblind right because you can't differentiate and so he wants to be in the air force he wants to be a pilot can't be colorblind can't be colorblind and so she shows him the card and he has this gigantic emotional breakdown the side of the road they're driving while this is happening and he's he's like freaking out and he like basically busts out of the van because all of his dreams were shattered. Like, that was it. Like, the only thing he could possibly care about was becoming an Air Force pilot. And it's just completely gone from him. So it, it's a really interesting movie to where it's it's just about everything falling apart and finding the joy in the simpler things. Yeah, when right? everything when everything falls off and, and right. everything you held dear. All the things anymore. that you, you've said, like, if I can just, you know, land this or if I can just get this job or if I can just do these things in my life or be with this person, all fell apart. And then you have this little girl who shows you, who's ignorant to all these things mm-hmm. and just shows you, like, hey, let's just dance and enjoy life like and li- enjoy you know, it like life is for the living let's yeah. enjoy life yeah and i think that is a good depiction of the american dream because we shouldn't chase after the picket fences of pleasantville right we shouldn't chase after any of these uh you know the golden streets that we see from another country right, right. that we see that's here no we should enjoy what we do have right and especially in a time like we're having now in this country we should enjoy what we yeah. do have because we do have freedoms and a lot ho- of freedoms that other people don't have. And Jose and I have both been to parts of Central America mm-hmm. where, you know, we worked with people that didn't seemingly have a lot. Right. Or near nothing. Look, y'all, I <laughs> peed in a little stone hole. OK, it was a little hole in the ground and it was a stone hole. I didn't didn't go number two because I, I did. Would, I didn't want to do it. I couldn't I couldn't do it. <laughs> there was a there was a dead toilet paper. No. Did they yeah, they had toilet paper. They had toilet paper on a little nail inside the shack, <laughs> which I couldn't fit in the shack. Um, but I had to pee in that little hole, and they were the happiest people ever. Joyful. I mean, just joyful. I mean, just, just happy. so joyful. And so it's this idea that we hold on to, you know, the job title that we have, how much is in our retirement accounts, how many, you know, stories and doors our houses have, mm-hmm. and, you know, what year our cars were made. And you go into these different parts of the world, and it's just like, it's just... It's just happy. Don't get me wrong. There are difficulties, right? And there are things and it it helps us understand like what we take for granted here. But at the same time, it's like you get to really experience what joy is when you give someone a clean glass of drinking water for the first time. Yeah, that never had. These people didn't have drinking water that was clean. So, yeah, no, I think those there was two other moves. My computer died. Um, (laughs) So don't worry about that. But I mean, you know, this vein of like America, American, because you know, Fourth of July is all about America. I think there's a lot of movies. What I'm just, I'm still beating myself up. So one of the funniest things is that so Independence Day, right? I love that movie, right? Because it is so unapologetically American. Yes, hundred percent. The fact that like America, they're waiting on the Americans. That's the funniest scene in the movie. Yeah, where they're doing the coordinated attack. 
right? They finally figure out what we can do to, you know, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith are going to go up there and infect the mother brand, mother ship, whatever. And then they're calling all the other squadrons around the world. Right. And like, I forgot who it was. They pick it up and like, we've been waiting for your call. Like they've been sitting around doing nothing, waiting for the Americans to figure everything out. And it's our president. And who it's gives our president the, gives a speech, the speech. And we, you know, everybody's thanking the Americans for figuring everything out. And I'm just like, that's not how it really is. <laughs> yeah, nobody's nobody's waiting on us to figure anything out. But it is funny because like our movies are so like America, pro America. And it, I, of course, I love this country, you know. But I do like seeing movies that are from just other cultures to see how things operate, you know. Because they, I don't see think that they're pro all the time. No, they're not. <laughs> unless, but we it's are. Ki- unless it's Kingsman. But we and are. Oh, yeah. Just blatantly Britain. hates oh, gosh, America. They don't like American either. <laughs> um, anyway, so and that was our topic for today. Let's let's talk about the last movie that we watched, Rick, which is going to have probably nothing to do with America. <laughs> nothing at all. Uh, so the last two movies I watched. Um, so I, I've watched. Yeah, I watched two movies this week. One that we've already both we've actually talked about in the past. And one that I wish I had never seen, ever, and that was Transformers: The Last Night. Oh, it's such a terrible! And I know movie. Jose warned me about this, and we've terrible probably talked about film. it on this show. But my goodness, that movie was bad. It was hot garbage. Like in every, I fell plate. asleep in it, and it was bad. No one needed to be there. No one. Like there was no reason for anything, and. It was it was just bad, and also shame on you, Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg, for <laughs> for, for producing this. And okay, it's about it's a movie about a universe where transforming robots exist. I couldn't. I lost track of how much profanity was used in this movie, and I would not take my seven year old son to see this. Which is the like the target audience should be like I should kids, be able right? to but take I don't, my. But I don't think the target audience is kids anymore. It's people that grew up watching Transformers. Yeah, 100%. But still, I still don't want a bunch of cursing in there. I don't care. No. Like I, it was because inter- they were wholesome before. Like they wouldn't curse in the if they cursed the TV show. That makes sense, but they didn't. Yeah, they did everything that they could language wise to not get a rated R. It was PG thirteen. Yeah, it was PG thirteen. Um, Mark Wahlberg acting I mean, he phoned it in it was a phone in but why wouldn't you i would and, i would definitely phone and like it in. megatron like his voice like progressively it's kind of like storm losing her accent <laughs> it's just like a normal the very, dude. <laughs> the very first movie if you guys don't know this is done by the amazing actor hugo weaving who oh, it was yeah who it was great at the end of the day when they asked him like what do you think about doing the voice for megatron he was like look honestly it was a paycheck and progressively like between how many transformers movies are there there are like six are there five there's like six i don't know i think so it's progressively gotten like they've gotten weaving no he didn't do it past the first one and like the second one they tried it too much money or they tried to imitate hugo weaving and the third one i think they were starting to give up and by this one it's like i don't even know like you don't even sound like it's just like a dude like bob like Hey guys, <laughs> let's get let's go Decepticons. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it might as well have been. And Bumblebee's voice. Are you telling me when they finally reveal his voice in the in, in the this span of stupid movies, it's just gonna be like Bumblebee, oldest friend. Like he couldn't even properly. Why speak. did he speak normally? I don't, I don't know. understand. I don't understand. I i don't understand like after the six movies why he doesn't have a voice you can't talk to him so he can't talk i don't i don't know why they haven't fixed it yet it doesn't make any sense i don't know um every single you know what you know what the problem with these movies these the movies called transformer 
You know what I'd like in my Transformer movies? Actual Some Transformers. Transformers, not yeah. just the random people, robots just talking, not battling, and then all of the drama with Mark Wahlberg out on side of a building. I don't even care. Fall yeah. to your death. Who cares? Can I see a Transformer, please? I don't want to see a robotic butler. I just want to see a Transformer. Oh my Can gosh, I see a robotic butler doing the ludicrous song when he was driving? Yes, that was terrible. I don't even remember that part because I don't yeah. care. This movie was the a whole throwaway. line of Merlin and King oh, Arthur. Also stupid. Mark That's Wahlberg so... wielding Excalibur oh at one gosh. point. Oh my gosh, why is this being made? I, I feel like I fell asleep, but I didn't. I was just doing I did something else. I was doing I something else while I was watching this movie. Totally distracted. Didn't pay attention. You know what Holly was doing? What? Ever has uh, this pink like headband wig thing that she wears from time to time, and it was knotted up. She unknotted it. She unknotted it in the while time. While she was watching the movie. And she could focus because the movie was so terrible. Yeah. The other movie I watched this week, and we've talked about how good this movie is in the past. Um and it's because I've had a rough couple of weeks, guys. I'm not going to go into it right here. Had a rough couple of weeks. I watched 13 Going on 30 because I needed <laughs> something I needed something such mindless good and good to take my brain off everything that's happening. The dress is so good, and I have these boobs to fill it with. <laughs> it's just such a good movie. I don't know why. There's was... a lot of re- like really solid, just pure comedy in this movie. Oh. And you see Mark Wahlberg trying to be a leading man. Or not Mark, Mark, Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo trying to be a and leading he's man. Not. He's and he's not. not. But it's great. But it's anyway. okay. It's okay. Keep like, trying. it's good. It's and good. Andy Serkis was the boss. He was. He was the boss. <laughs> was. I, was, I looked it up later. Yeah. That's such a good movie, though. It is it, the only thing that I would compare to Big and be like, I'd want to watch it. Because yeah. there's a lot of other movies about that happening, and they're all dumb. Yeah. But that one was good. And there's definitely some cheese in it, right? Oh, like, it's, 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 you need it. You need to yeah. have a little cheese but in there. But this kind of movie deserves some cheese. Some deserves good, some cheese. Some good sharp cheddar. Some sharp cheddar. Yeah. Oh, it was such a good movie. Yeah. If you so, have not seen 13 Going on 30, you need to watch yeah. that movie. So I, I watched that. I watched it again, and I probably watched it again. So I also watched two. I didn't watch any new movies, which is odd, because I usually go to the movies during the week. But I didn't want to. I, I, the only thing I want to see was Incredibles 2. So good. But I kind of want to wait until the kids come back. Yeah. But that's like weeks from now. So I'm probably going to go see you it next week. You should just go see I'm going to go see next week so we can talk about it. Anyway, um, so I watched Seven. Yep. Solid movie. Which is a very solid movie. And, and the, reason I, so I, the reason I started watching these movies is because I have a 16-year-old and 19-year-old. And I always ask them, hey, have you seen this movie? Because that was like in 1997 when Seven came out. It was a long time ago, right? It's almost 20 years yeah. now. Um, no, it is tw- more than 20 years. So they weren't alive when this movie <laughs> came out right. at all. So I don't know if they've seen it or not. And uh, they said they hadn't. So I start watching it and they get disinterested and walk away and I continue to watch the movie. They really got disinterested. <laughs> well, I mean, it was hard because there's, we were doing the babies were out. And so it's really hard to pay attention if you for the first time. Like I saw it. I've seen it so many times. So I don't need I could be totally distracted and watch it and know what's going on. I could probably just listen to the audio and it will play in my brain. That's how many times I've seen it. But no matter how many times I see this movie, it is still good. Just a Absolutely. good, solid film. Absolutely. And even though I know where it's heading to, there there's new things that I catch. Yeah. And the the dynamics of of you know Brad Pitt's character being wrath and seeing that play out. Yeah. It's so cool. Yep. And and um 
Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that I seen it. You know, last year too. I forgot how, how reluctant Morgan Freeman was to want to be a part of his character, Detective Somerset, to be a part of any right. of this. You know, and how he kind of changes his tune once he realizes it's just gone to a certain point. Yeah. And um, that whole thing we talked about last episode of or two episodes ago about the villain, even though you don't see him. Yeah. Him I mean, you don't see such, him for ninety percent of the movie. Yeah, it's such a being imposing force on the characters, and it chilling. It was really good. There's that. There's that part where they're chasing him through the building, and um, they're they get separated, right? Like so, it's just Brad Pitt, uh, Somerset's character, um, chasing after John Doe. Mills. Yeah, Mills' character. I'm sorry. Um, he's chasing after him. French. And <laughs> and they he he loses them, and it's raining. And John Doe like hits him. Yeah, above the truck. Above right? the truck, yeah. right? In the alleyway. And you see him just like get really close up to his face and then just takes off. Yeah. He puts a well, he puts a gun and, to his head. Yeah. And and Somerset's coming around the corner and yeah. he's yelling at him and, and Brad Pitt's uh, Dexter Mills is like, No, like yeah. don't come because he's you know, or I'm about to die, whatever. Yeah. So And just that that beautiful scene. And it, and it reminds me like when I when I watch a movie, I kinda like pick out like certain parts that are much more meaningful to me than almost the entire movie is mm-hmm. right and that's one of them uh for me and it, it always reminds me of that scene in in aliens uh, where the 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 alien is like yeah, right, the next queen is right next to her and the little yeah. thing comes on this hissing and yeah and it's hissing yeah. at her and uh, like i felt like that was a really good mm-hmm. like side by side right but that scene i think just at when you first watch it you don't you're like why didn't he just put a bullet in his head and like and he wouldn't be chased after anymore and you it's not until the end where you realize like this was all part of oh yeah this, e- even him being seen at the apartment building was all part of his plan right because he needed to inspire that anger like i almost caught him and yeah. then he beat me and now i have to get him mm-hmm. you know kind of thing and he even tells him, like i let you live yeah that was great man i i, yeah. I allowed you to live you know yeah um you were a great villain uh, kevin space did a great job and then the other movie was um, Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber Fleet Street. I I have my own comments about this. Why don't you? You've seen the movie though, right? I do. I think it's just Johnny Depp. Honestly, at this point, I can't separate Jack Sparrow from Johnny Depp anymore. And it's, I just don't. He had ca- a British accent. Oh, he has a British accent in that yeah. too. Yeah. He had white hair. Helena Bonham Carter was in it. She was. She's, She's great. great. She, she's i mean the movie itself and the musical it's all very good it's just, it's just johnny, johnny depp. depp i'm i'm done i'm over it you're over johnny depp i'm forever. over johnny depp it's like he's been in eight thousand pirates movies they shouldn't have made the first one he's in a band and or like he acts like he's in a band you or know whatever. what you know what this sounds and, you know what this sounds like what this sounds like leto or jared leto leto sounds like jared leto 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 whatever <laughs> it sounds like jared leto he's in a band <laughs> He's in a bunch of movies that you don't yeah. like. <laughs> this is true, and I, I this is this is my official statement that Jared Leto should not be Morbius. Do you think Jared Leto should stop acting? Yes, forever, forever, all because of Joker. Like if he never made no, Joker, like he's okay? just he's progressively gotten worse as an actor. I heard he was great in Dallas Buyers Club. Holly's trying to make me watch it because she thinks. Like, you know, heard a lot of good stuff in it. First of all, it has Matthew McConaughey in it and Jared Leto. Not two of my favorite actors. What about Interstellar? Interstellar? Like, my hesitation to actually see Interstellar was because Matthew McConaughey was in it. Because, you know what? He looks like he constantly needs a shower. 
but it, that actually like worked. Pitt. That actually worked for him. Kind of like Brad Pitt. Yes. But Brad Pitt has dreamy eyes, so you know I can get past that. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, Demon, I I I love Sweeney Todd. Um, I think it's just a really fantastic musical. Um, the acting is top notch. I watched it again because I told the kids they need to watch it, and so I started watching it without. How them long they time. get through that? No, I didn't. Even, I didn't even <laughs> watch it with them. I just said, "Hey, you need to watch this." And then I saw it was on Amazon. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna watch this right now." Even though I own I own the DVD, but yeah, but it's so much easier just to like yeah. pick it from your streaming service. Um, because we're lazy Americans. So exactly, and if it's not there, I'm frustrated. I'm like, yeah. why isn't this movie on oh, my streaming I have to go service? to my closet. This is dumb. Oh, you know, or look it up on Vudu. Oh, how am I going to watch this movie? You want me to pay four dollars to rent this in my house in the comfort of my home? This is ridiculous. That's what uh, the American dream is now, guys. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So I watched it, and I forgot. You know, because I have honestly been listening to the soundtrack for like the past two months, right? And you forget the guys. Act. I just want to say. I lived with Jose for for some time before I got married. I can't tell you how many comedy albums and how many musicals I've had to listen to in the car. <laughs> when they when him and Julie discovered Chicago, that's all he played the whole time. It was all they played <laughs> to the point where I didn't want to go out to dinner with them anymore because I knew you'd have to ride in their car. And listen to Cellophane Man cellophane. for the eight billionth time. Mr. Cellophane. That's such a good song. <laughs> I can't tell you guys how... We Anyways. Love, we love our musicals. You guys we do. Love I love going to musicals. I've seen quite a few. Not going to listen to it in my car. It's better than video game music. Which I also listen to. Which you... Oh, yeah. the Final Fantasy soundtrack? Yes. Oh, my god! Now I listen to it, the Black Mage's Final Fantasy soundtrack, oh. because it's like a rock album. That was my face hitting the microphone, yeah, he guys. Yeah, hit the microphone. Yeah. I like video game music. You do. I like... So... Jose is an appreciator of all things. I am, uh, except country music. Don't like yes, it at this all. this is true. Not even a little bit. Um, but I, I like music that m- reminds me of things. Just reminds me of experiences, right? Yeah. So I have a whole mix on my Spotify called Nostalgia Mix. And specifically, it's songs from when I was 21 years old. That's only, I've made sure. Like every song, I vetted every song. When did this song get airplay? Like it might have been made before, but when did it get hot airplay? When did I hear this wow. song? And so all these songs in here are only songs I heard when I was 21 years old. It's called the Young Adult Nostalgia Playmix. I'm going to have to look at this playlist when we get done here. And it reminds me of being that age because I'm like uh, almost 40. So, you know, yeah, you heard that right. We're old. Almost 40. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, so, yeah, that's the last movie. Anyway, t- I didn't even talk about the, the Sweeney Top, but it's, if you've never seen it, it's a really cool musical. Um, it's about a barber who was incarcerated in incorrectly, improper, whatever. What's the word? Unjustly? Unjustly incarcerated. And he gets out or escapes and comes back years later looking totally different and wants to get revenge on the judge who put him in jail and stole his wife and child. And and so it's about him getting revenge by killing a bunch of people as he's barbering them. Yeah, what does he do with the bodies? I don't remember. I remember they go oh. down a slide. Oh, they get so he meets Mrs. Lovitz. Yeah. And she has a meat pie shop. And right. it costs too much to get meat at that time in London. Right. 
And so she has a notion. She's like, oh, well, you're going to kill these people. The best way to get rid of them is to put them in meat pies. Yeah. So she... As in, she sells the pies. Don't they? Don't the body slide? The body slides straight down like into a the grinder. Into the well, they don't slide into the grinder. They just go to the, they go to into the, the basement and yeah. then she puts them in the grinder. That's right. And grinds them. I really hope my kids don't listen to this part of the episode. Oh, it's so good. It's <laughs> such a good show. I can't wait. I can't wait till my kids are old enough to watch this. It's such a. It's not. I'm sure. I'm. Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's Johnny Depp. Jack Sparrow. Oh, we like all the pirate movies. Like kids love them. Kids I don't think I'll let my kids watch them. Really? Yeah. They're just fun movies. Mm. I mean, I don't like any of them, but I like the first one. The first one's okay. Okay. Black Pearl. I've watched them all. <laughs> Except this last one. I haven't seen the last one. Did you watch the last no, one? No. I've you, seen the first two. Dead Man's, Dead Man's Chest. Whichever, the last one where uh, the guitarist from the Rolling Stone was in it. Yeah. Keith Richards. Yeah. Keith Richards. Yeah, he was in he was in a lot of them. The second or third one, he was like the, where he first shows up. He was in the second one. Okay, yeah. parlay. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> um, cool. So I think that's all we have for today. Yeah, it's uh, definitely all we have for. We've a lot. We've talked a lot, and we talked about the American dream. Um, Made adequate fools of ourselves, yes. some more than others. French Stewart and the French. So I'm not a good test the, taker, guys. The next time, just remember what you just celebrated was us winning the war against, against the, the British. The, Frenchish, British, the Britench, the branch. <laughs> I'm sure some French people like were in, uh, you know, were fighting for British side. So <laughs> we won our independence. So happy Fourth of July, everybody! Happy belated Fourth of July, um, man. You know, um, Americana is such a big part in movies in our culture. Period. There's a lot of, you know, America go national identity, um, but don't forget. To enjoy your life, yep. Where you're at, and that right now, I'm sorry to say, you are living the American dream <laughs> right now. <Yeah. laughs> I'm sorry, and I'm happy to say, but enjoy your life, man. Go watch a movie. Go watch uh, Seven. Go watch. Uh, I was gonna say Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I don't know why <laughs> I said that. I thought that, but go watch Thirteen like Going that. on Thirty. Go, go watch. Do not watch Transformers the last night. Do not. <laughs> You can watch it. You, if you can. You know what? Hey, look, guys. If you like Transformers, you know, let us know. Drop us if a line. If you want to feel good about yourself that you didn't have a hand in making this movie, like you didn't do that to the American public or to the world. To the world. To the world. If you want to say like, you know what? I'm better than Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg because I didn't have a, a thing to do with this movie. You watch it. You watch it. Just so you know, you had nothing to do with this movie. Yes. And if you actually had something to do with the movie... For shame. For shame. For shame. For shame. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. Anyway, also wanted to say a special happy birthday to John Rambo, yes. who's an American uh, vigilante vigil- hero. <laughs> I was going to say, like, he's, a, he's an American war hero. Um, he's, sure. he's part of American history. He probably started a lot of wars. He probably helped defeat the French back in the day. <laughs> and on that note, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, Happy 4th of July, everybody. I'm really sorry. <laughs>